how the sound see how it's the waves being bigger that means it's how it's picking up the sound really well ah! see yeah see the closer you got the louder it got but so that's why you just could sit right there you're good right there it still picks up the sound really well all right boom so we're gonna read you're gonna we're gonna take turns read five ver- i'll read five you read five actually you'll read five first i'll read five all right start john nine you read the first five verses all right on a second just say welcome to chew the bible this is easy your host uh, and introduce us welcome to chew the bible uh this is your host aaron Ye- aaron j yancey and this is uh aiden the cool kid on the block all right eventually yeah we might have to record this with a uh, either get a better camera or uh use my laptop you see because it's only you see how it's cutting us off this is the one drawback of recording on your phone but right now this is easier i don't need to really be in the video that much anyway you can just do no you sideways. can't do sideways because it already oh. says that ah! it told me to turn born in 85 what in the world a more refined katie unmarried what is the plan hold on a second what happened chemistry was crazy Sushi. Hold on a second. Starlight Gaming. What is it playing from? Hold on a second. Oh, okay. YouTube started playing. I need to close this out. There we go. Can <laughs> That's that wheel of emotions. All right. Let's we already, restart. We've already used two minutes. Restart. No, we're not going. We'll just keep going. Boom. It's part of the podcast. All right. Keep it rolling. Let's read. Boom. Where is it? John and I. There you go. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind. Read the, read the heading. Read the head, heading. Jesus heals a man born blind. You don't have to touch the mic, buddy. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi. 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 His disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his parents' sins. Jesus answered, This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned by by the one of us who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit right, on the my ground. Turn. Uh, as I told you, I'll read five, you read five. All right. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks at him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. My bad. He said he just looks like him. Not that looks at him. Looks like him. But the, yeah, the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the one. They asked, who healed you? What happened? All right, your turn. Verse 11. All up here. He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of... 
Silom and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Keep Where going. is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees, because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it, so he told them, He put the mud over the, my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Alright, some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of, of opinion among them. Verse 17. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man. <laughs> I just leave that right there. It's in the so much to sign up too much. Because see, look, it's recorded on the podcast too, on the, on the recorder. So, so I got to keep it in the middle. All right, where was I? Verse 17, then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, what's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. They asked them, is your son, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he see, how can he now see? His parents replied, we know this is our son and that he was born blind. But, all right, your turn. Verse here. Verse 21. So, f wait. But right here. But we don't. But we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said he is old enough. Ask him. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this. Because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. Can they read the, next, the last part? I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and I now see. Alright, verse 26. But what did he do they asked how did he heal you look the man exclaimed i told you once didn't you listen why do you want to hear it again do you want to become his disciples too then they cursed and said you are his disciple but we are disciples of moses we know god spoke to moses but we don't even know where this man comes from why that's very strange the man replied he healed my eyes and yet you don't know where he comes from Verse 31. Your turn, Aiden. Verse 31. Uh, we, know, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the word began, the world, the world began, no one has been able to open their the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he could have he couldn't have done it. And then keep going. Verse 34 and 35. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Je Read the Spiritual heading. blindness. When Jesus heard what, hap what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man, the man answered, answered. My turn. 
The man answered, Who is he, sir? I, let's see here, my bad. He says, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? All right, close it up. Last verse. Wait, 41? Yep. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. All right, so, so what did you think about all that? What did you get from that chapter? Um, Everybody who doesn't believe in God is blind and they claim that they can see and you need Jesus to cure your blindness so that you can see the Lord like you can't believe in God without believing in God is it enough to just believe in God no who else do you have to believe in God Jesus who is the Messiah who is God right yeah and so here you have the these Pharisees, right, mm-hmm. who thought that they knew God, they thought they had a relationship with God, they knew everything about him in the Bible, and they said, we follow Moses, who had written their first five books of the Bible, right? So they thought they had this intimate, close relationship with God, but really they didn't. Their hearts were far from from him, right? Mm-hmm. And here was Jesus, God in the flesh in front of them, and they couldn't even see him. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So it just shows you that even as Christians, there's times where we can think we're close to God and we have this relationship with him. But in a lot of ways, like whenever I read these scriptures about the Pharisees, a lot of Christians, they make fun of, hey, those are my sunglasses. Don't be biting on them. A lot of times, Christians, like, when they read this, they'll try to make fun of the Pharisees or say, how could they be so dumb or so blind? But honestly, all of us can have a fair, what they call a pharisaical spirit, where we think we're following God and have a relationship with God, but we're not. Like, our hearts, you might have accepted Jesus in your heart, said the sinner's prayer, asked Jesus in your heart, believed in him, right? But you can miss what he's saying and what he's doing or you can have a heart that's like far from him right like you saw they were angry they were trying to catch him up saying how are you going to heal somebody on the sabbath right what is some what, what's a way that we can have a a fair what's what is so what is a pharisaical spirit do you think aj um when you're like thinking that you're always right that you're better than everybody and what you're saying is all that is right and like, yeah, you're not like allowing other people to talk to you. Yeah, you, like you won't even listen to wisdom from from a leader or a, a pastor or um, the word of God to convict you, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else you can give from this. Sometimes I just read and I don't have a whole lot to say. I don't have my Tony Evans study Bible to read his commentary. 
But let's see, we've only done 12 minutes. You want to read the commentary and see what Tony Evans has to say? Yeah. All right, I'll bust it out. Sometimes he does a good job of expounding on stuff. Sometimes I'll read it, sometimes I don't. So now we are going to do the Tony Evans part and see what he has to say about this. supply store across the street all right where is it uh all right we're reading john 9 all right what does it say down here this year it says many in ancient times believed serious many in ancient times believed serious birth defects were the product of personal sin thus the disciples question disciples question in verse two but sickness disease and defect are not are you saying thus the disciples question in verse two that's why they were thinking that Back then, like if you were, if you had like Down, you know what Down syndrome is? No. When like a child is born, like, like, like in a wheelchair, like they can't move, like their motor function, they can't move very well. They're in a wheelchair. Oh yeah. And then like, you're not supposed to use the R word, but like their like their brain development is slowed down, and so like they. They're just not able to do a lot. They're still intelligent, but they're not able to do a lot of the same things that the term they use as able-bodied kids can do, which is not, I don't think that's the correct term nowadays. But, like, are just any type of birth defect, like, or, um, yeah, somebody's born blind or, you know, deaf people that can't hear. Yeah. They're born without being able to hear, and they do sign, they do sign language and all that. Um... Yeah, people that can't hear, they are mute. They don't talk at all. They thought back then, if you had any of those type of defects or diseases, or like say you had a skin disease, like leprosy or really bad diseases, they thought it was a result of sin. Personal sin, though, because we already know that like sin automatically bring a lot of the problems that we have in our world is because we live in a sinful world. But they thought it was something that that person did or their parents did wrong for their child to be born that way like you know matthew was born at 26 weeks early whatever so people could look at us and be like well that must be your mommy and your mom and dad must have done sin to cause him to be born so early you know when bad stuff happens people or they get sick even if somebody catches a cold they try to say oh he got a cold because there must be sinning anyway that makes sense mm-hmm. all right so but sickness and disease and defect are not necessarily, not necessarily, the res- they can be, but not necessarily the result of personal sin. Consider Job. Remember the story of Job? He, all that stuff happened to him and he was a righteous man. Sometimes God allows negative conditions and circumstances in our lives in order to accomplish positive goals or our good, his glory, and bringing benefit to others. 
it's like he puts a couple of scriptures down here, like Genesis 50 and then Romans 8, 28, you know, Romans 8, 28, where it says he works all things together for the good of those who loved him or are called according to his purposes. So in this instance, the word of God. Example, i.e. saliva from Jesus's mouth was mixed with humanity, dirt from which man I didn't think that deep. There. So like the word of God. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Saliva from Jesus's mouth was mixed with humanity, dirt from which man was created to provide the basis for a miracle. He could hardly be expected to lead them to Jesus's current location. After all, he had never seen him. These parents were interested in self-preservation. If you publicly confess Christ, you will likely experience some form of ridicule or ostracism. Believing in a generic God is safe. Confessing Christ will earn you mockery. So there's times as a Christian agent where it's kind of, even I deal with that. Sometimes I have people in my car, I'm driving around. I'm not always, it's not always easy for me to be bold about Jesus. I like share my faith with them. One, because sometimes I'm afraid that they might report me. I like give me a bad rating, which affects my Uber rating or whatever. Or sometimes I'm just afraid of like they'll they'll argue with me or they'll be dismissive. Like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. But and I try to be led by the Holy Spirit when he gives me words. A lot of times it comes natural. Like they'll start talking and they'll say different things. And the conversation just leads there. And I'll just kind of drip little things about Jesus in the, in the conversation. That makes, why are you making all them funny faces? Silly man. You're so goofy. All right. Are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have, do you run into that at school? Do you tell your classmates about Jesus? I tried. They kind of just argue with me. Yeah. Never enter in any arguments. Just always try to be led by Jesus. Like, he'll give you the words to say. Just a lot of times it's just simple, like, encouraging them. Say, you know, ask them, hey, can I pray for you? If like, they're going through something, like, you see that they're sad, or you just say, hey, it's, uh, it's a lot harder to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus than to talk. Anybody can just tell people about Jesus. But actually being the hands and feet of Jesus, like, when you see somebody's, like, sad or lonely or hurting, and you encourage them, that's being like the hands and feet of Jesus. So we're like, say, hey, can I help you with that? You know, whatever it is that they're struggling with. Um, being patient with people. You know, not teasing people. And like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. That's way more powerful than just like telling people like, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. If you don't repent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's way like, to the point where people are like, wow, Aiden, why are you always in a good mood? Aiden, why are you always doing kind things? And they and then you can say it's because it's only because Jesus is in my heart. And he empowers me to do it. That makes sense? That's way more powerful than just and every Christian a lot of Christians struggle with this. The whole like temptation to just like want to just preach at people all the time. Okay? Yeah. Alright. So, uh, there's a scripture about being around. In fact, we're going to read that real fast and then I'll close it out. Actually, we'll finish the notes and then I'll read it. All right, it says, when they asked him to give another account of his healing, it was clear that they hadn't believed him the first time. That may explain the bold tone of his reply.
In going toe-to-toe with the Jewish religious leaders, the healed man soundly bested them. Humiliated, they kicked him out of the synagogue to limit his influence on others. Wow. Whatever negative consequences you experience for confessing Christ are not the last word. There's, so there's Christians around the world that actually are being persecuted and stoned and thrown in jail and prison and killed for saying that they believe in Jesus. Like in China and Middle East. Where it says, Were Jesus not divine, accepting worship would be in... They call those martyrs, by the way. You know what a martyr is? Somebody, it's M-A-T-Y-R. Just some, I think that's how you spell it. M-A-R-T-Y-R. Somebody that's willing to um, die for a belief or faith. In this case, Christians are... There are Christian martyrs around the world who profess Jesus Christ as Lord. Like a missionary? Yeah, a lot of missionaries who go around the world. But you can be a martyr for other things, too. Not, But... There are martyrs, yeah, there's martyrs for other religions out there too. But the greatest martyr you can be is for Jesus. All right. Be willing to any point. Somebody could come up to you and be like, Aiden, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus? And if you said yes, they could they could kill you. It's nothing to be afraid of because you'll immediately be ushered into heaven. So, all right, let's keep reading. Whatever negative consequences you experience for confessing Christ are not the last word. Were Jesus not yet? See, I'm pa- I keep pausing. Do you remember reading about Stephen? Stephen the, the Levite. Of Stephen? They got stoned. Yeah. He was a martyr. And then a lot of the other early disciples, they were like hung. Was it one of them got hung upside down? I think it might have been not Peter. Was it Peter? One of the disciples got hung upside down because he didn't feel it was worthy to be hung right side up like jesus was all right where jesus where jesus we but we don't have to live in fear of that all the time we don't have to worry about that if it happens it happens but a lot of for most of us christians the chances of us dying a martyr's type death that's kind of like a really rare thing pray to god that never happens to y'all but just know that it is a possibility um because we live in a the United States, for the most part, is a very Christian nation still, but it's become, every day it's becoming more and more like hostile toward Christians. So there could be a day where Christians get martyred here in the United States. But at the end of the day, whenever people have tried to kill off Christians or martyr Christians, it just caused the faith to grow even more. All right, so were Jesus not divine, accepting worship would be an endorsement of idolatry. Basically, he's just saying if Jesus weren't divine or weren't God, he would basically be claiming to be an idol, like separate from God. You know, idol is anybody separate, like a little God. But God was divine. He was Jesus was divine. He was God. All right, and then it says, Jesus used the man's physical blindness to teach spiritual truth. Jesus had come into the world to give spiritual... What are you doing, goofball? Why are you making all these funny faces? Jesus used the man's physical blindness to teach the spiritual teach spiritual truth. Jesus had come into the world to give spiritual sight to those who desperately acknowledge their spiritual blindness. But to those who claim to be spiritual know-it-alls, Jesus promised the judgment of becoming even more spiritually blind. They had been willing to admit their blindness, their lostness, their sinfulness. Jesus would have shown them 
if they had been willing to admit their blindness, their lostness, their sinfulness, Jesus would have shown them grace. But since they claimed to see, their sin remained. When you think that nothing is wrong with you, everything is wrong. So, it's kind of that. Remember in the Acts prayer I was talking about, about confession? Or that's why it's good to be, have, you surround yourself with other Christians that can speak into your life. And they can see areas where you might be blind to, areas where you need to repent or change in somewhere. All right. So we'll close out with this last little part and we'll do Romans Road. So is that resounding gong? There's a scripture about. First Corinthians, it says, yes, 13 one says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. There's more to that scripture, but basically all that's saying, what do you think that says? What does that scripture mean to you? Uh, he speaks for Jesus and he's loud. What is, see, if I speak in the tongue of men or of angels, but I do not have love. I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So yeah, you can speak for Jesus, but if you but if you don't have love, right? What I was talking about earlier, it's one thing to just sell these eloquent things, but if you don't have love, you don't show people love. Yeah. Then you're just like a clanging symbol, and like, what is a clanging symbol? It's like it's just noise. Kind of annoying, yeah, right. It's it's hard to like if I was just talking, talking, talking at you about Jesus, but I didn't like show you how much I loved you, like hugged you, or like kind of had this like harsh tone to what I was saying. Would you be able to receive what I had to say? No. Exactly. All right. So all right, let's close it out. Anything else you want to say about what we read? John 9, the blind beggar. Any other thoughts? Uh, no. All right. Here, I'll let you read the whole thing. Just read the parts. Just read the scriptures. And, then, clo- and then read the scriptures and then close out with the prayer. Romans 3.23 For all who have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 For all the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. Romans 5 8. But God commend. Or sh- demonstrated or showed. Commendeth. His, is commendeth or showed or demonstrated. That's what that word is. His love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10 9. That is, thou shalt confess with my mouth to the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe is thine heart that God hath raised him from the death. The dead. Thou shalt be saved, <laughs> for with the heart of a man believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I read that last part down here, and then read the prayer. Romans ten thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved. You said saved. Oh. (laughs) A sinner's prayer for forgiveness. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. 
I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the Son of God, who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Good job, buddy. We're done. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water. And it was not from the well. Singing Jesus gave me water. I know Jesus gave me water.